0: Welcome to the Florida State Podcast of Entrepreneurship and Innovation, where we showcase student entrepreneurs to learn about the startups they are working on, check in with alumni to hear about the companies they are building, and learn from seasoned entrepreneurs who have built amazing companies. Hosted by Mark McNeese, a serial entrepreneur who has started for-profits, nonprofits, social impact companies, and is currently entrepreneur in residence at the Jim Rand School of Entrepreneurship. Welcome, Dr. Fiorito.
1: Thank you, Mark.
0: I know you have told the story of the school thousands of times <laughs> since you've been the director, but today I wanted to go at a little bit of a different angle. Mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, approach it as you as not the founding director, but as the founding entrepreneur, and, and look at some of the challenges that you face, faced, some of the places that you've pivoted, mm-hmm. and some of your, your greatest accomplishments, and where you want to go next. So without further ado, uh, I just want to jump in and and ask you, uh, how did the idea of starting a school of entrepreneurship come about, and when and how did you become involved?
1: Thank you, Mark. Uh, So the idea of uh, an entrepreneurship school actually began with President Barron, who, when he uh, was here at Florida State University, got together faculty, students, and staff, community people, and asked them to come up with some big ideas for the university that they could go forward with. One of the big ideas was being an entrepreneurial university. So, how, how is this done? At that time, I was a faculty member in the College of Business teaching entrepreneurship, and the dean at the time then decided to make a department uh, to pull entrepreneurship out of the management department and to make it its its own department.
0: Why, why would they want to do that?
1: To emphasize entrepreneurship, if we're going to be an entrepreneurial university, we needed a department to, to focus on that program. We'd always had a program since 2008, in the College of Business, on entrepreneurship, but to make its own department gave it a little more uh, uh, stature, and um, it was important to show the university community how important it was. Okay, great. And uh, then, uh, so uh, Mrs. Moran and the Jim Moran Foundation had been giving Florida State University uh, at least a million dollars since 1995 and to focus on entrepreneurship. Uh, That's where the Jim Moran Institute began, and so uh, uh, the dean of the College of Business, President Thrasher, when he was here, and the director of the Jim Moran Institute, Randy Blass, uh, got together for a meeting to decide what was the next steps. What was the next renewal? Were we just going to do the Jim Moran Institute? And the dean of the um, College of Business at that time, uh, Dean Mike Hartline, said, why don't we have a school of entrepreneurship?
0: And what year was that?
1: And that was in the summer of 2015.
0: Okay, summer of 2015. Outstanding. So uh, so at the Jim Moran School, uh, we teach our students that... uh, when they come up with a product mm-hmm. or service mm-hmm. that they that should have a value proposition and and I know what you I know you know what that is, but for our audience who may not know A value proposition is basically, why would a customer pick your product or service over another uh, product or service? So what's the value in what you are bringing? So thinking through the entrepreneurial lens, uh, what is the Jim Moran School of Entrepreneurship's value proposition for aspiring entrepreneurs?
1: If we look at the economy today, so many of our students and Uh, former students want to be their own boss. With mergers, acquisitions, people losing jobs, companies going out of business, it's very hard to maneuver through that landscape. And so many people feel that they work really hard, but they don't get rewarded uh, for what they're doing. So having control of your own uh, work life is, is definitely a goal for many of our students. So entrepreneurship is that uh, um, value that people want to do, want to accept, and want to um, uh, uh, study in school. Can I actually be my own boss? And how does that work? And our school provides that uh, assistance to them.
0: Fantastic. So... um a lot of times when we're talking about startups and, and, and a lot of angel investors and venture capitalists mm-hmm. like to see startup launch teams versus individuals. Mm-hmm. And we try to encourage our students to really think on a larger scale, too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, who do they need in order to launch this new venture? So when you were uh, thinking about launching mm-hmm. uh, a mm-hmm. brand new school, soon to be a college, you mm-hmm. uh, 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 obviously, you know, as, as wonderful as you are, you can't be everywhere, mm-hmm. so you needed to build a team, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, what were some of the key positions um, that, that you knew you needed to add, and, and how did you go about uh, building your team?
1: So, we had a group of, um, the department in the College of Business, the Entrepreneurship Department, came out of the College of Business. Um, uh, in the summer of 16. And so I had a core team of uh, seven faculty members who had taught entrepreneurship and they, um, they were my core team. And we worked together, uh, all, uh, the eight of us, along with staff, uh, to uh, think about what we wanted. What were, the, what were the courses, if we were going to be our own school, you know, what did we need to uh, um, offer to the students? And all of those faculty had owned their own businesses, different businesses, online businesses, franchises, uh, and so we had a wonderful opportunity, a vast amount of information, and we just worked together as a team to think about the curriculum uh, and how we would structure it and what are the, the core Um, uh, concepts that we feel, that we felt our students uh, needed to gain through this.
0: Would you say that one of the key differentiators of the Jim Moran School is that uh, all the faculty members uh, actually came out of the marketplace as entrepreneurs and and business owners?
1: Exactly, exactly. So all of the, all of the faculty have had some, some kind of business experience, have owned their own businesses and some of their businesses have failed. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is a great, a great learning experience for our students, for them to tell this experience to them.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so, to date, uh, what has been one of the biggest wins in your mind for the school?
1: Well, I believe the biggest win is to see our students graduating and to, to talk with them and see how excited they are about the future. We do require internships for all of our students, and they're able to suggest, they're able to uh, pave the way for whatever internship they want. So there's no restrictions, and I think they feel a great empowerment in in, uh, planning their future and what they want to do. We've offered so many wonderful electives from faculty all over campus. And so our students are really able to get a really interdisciplinary um, education and be more in charge of, of where they want to be and the kind of uh, information they want to learn. So to me, that's really exciting that they're, uh, you know, many of them, of course, are going into corporate America. Uh, They're learning and making mistakes on other people's money before they open their own uh, businesses. Some are continuing their business ideas. So just that variety of opportunity and the the self-confidence that our students have that's the most exciting thing to me.
0: Fantastic. So you mentioned uh, the students and different majors How, how many different majors are there in the Jim Moran School and how did those come about?
1: So we started with commercial entrepreneurship and then I was approached by faculty in the College of Social Science and Public Policy about starting a social entrepreneurship major which I think is one of the best ideas we've uh, come up with since uh, um, social impact is such an important concept and our students are very interested in in helping others. Uh, So we started the school in the fall of 17 with commercial and social entrepreneurship and then we were given the opportunity to move the uh, merchandising uh, program from the College of Human Sciences to the Jim Moran School. So the fall of 18, we've started retail entrepreneurship, and we just now have an opportunity uh, for a STEM entrepreneurship major within the school that'll start very soon.
0: Exciting. And then you're also adding something very exciting uh, in the fall, right? And what is that?
1: Correct. And that is a graduate program. So we're thrilled to uh, have a textile and apparel entrepreneurship graduate program that'll start this fall.
0: So... uh, Two years ago, with the inaugural class, uh, how many students were uh, in the Jim Moran School?
1: We accepted 80 students, 60 students in commercial entrepreneurship and and 20 in social entrepreneurship.
0: And to date, how many students are now involved uh, with the Jim Moran School?
1: We have approximately 800 uh, students. We have 500 majors, 800, uh, the other 300 of those who have declared entrepreneurship so we move fast
0: <laughs> so yes yeah, so would you consider this or I, I, like in the industry in the in in um, uh, would this be would this be considered rapid growth or expected growth where where are you on the trajectory of expectation of growth of, of the school
1: I think we're rocketing towards <laughs> very very fast growth okay you know, and it and it's exciting
0: so with growth comes challenges right okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what have been some of the biggest challenges that, that you have faced as, as the founder uh, in, in managing that growth mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. getting the team together? Uh, 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 so, yeah, what, what are some of those challenges that you have faced?
1: So if we think about the fall of 17 mm-hmm. with seven faculty members and one staff member, and now we're at 19 full-time faculty members and nine staff. So adding faculty and staff to keep the size of the classes small uh, is a challenge. Uh, although there are lots and lots of people who would love to teach uh, our classes and lo- love to work with our students, we do we are careful in uh, selecting the people to, to be in front of our students. Oftentimes we ask people to uh, adjunct for us, teach mm-hmm. one class, uh, just to see how, how they do. And and I have had to fire uh, people or uh, just um, not re- renew them. Re-
0: release them for future opportunities. Correct. Yes. That sounds lovely. <laughs> That's
1: exactly what we do. <laughs> so, so I think the biggest challenge is, is getting the right team, a team that will work together and support each other uh, and doing it very quickly Mm -hmm. and making sure that we all support uh, one another and that our total uh, focus is on students and what they need and what we can do to to help them
0: so I had the Uh, opportunity and benefit of being one of the original uh, Mm -hmm. faculty members and I remember our first faculty member was in your home around your dining table (laughs) and then I think the next uh, uh, faculty uh, 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 fall faculty meeting was at the Jim Moran school or, or somewhere else and there was lots and lots of people right and one thing that I've found as an entrepreneur uh, in rapid growth companies uh, or schools is uh, creating a company culture. What are some of the things that you've done to create uh, a culture? Uh, um, and I, actually, what are the some what are the some of the key values that you have in our in our school? Uh, and how how do you uh, transmit that to new faculty members? Mm-hmm.
1: I think one of the main things that I feel is very important, and that is transparency. I feel that uh, communication is vital. Uh, Whatever I know, uh, if someone else, a faculty member, wants to know and I I share information, Uh, my door is always open. I believe in if people have a question or a concern, they ought to be able to get it answered right away. Uh, We have no uh, level of administration between myself and the faculty. Again, I think that's vitally important. Uh, Most colleges uh, have assistant deans, associate deans, department chairs. Mm -hmm. We're at the stage still of growth, and I want that communication to be open and transparent and easy. And I think uh, that is important for all of us. Uh, We share ideas, we communicate, we act fast, we pivot. Um, and I think uh, uh, us being close uh, to each other and communication and values, I think, is is critical to our success.
0: You mentioned pivoting. Mm-hmm. So all startups pivot at some right. point. And just for our audience, a pivot is when you you begin with some sort of an assumption of mm-hmm. how your customers and how the market's gonna respond. Mm-hmm. And you go out into the wild and you realize Hey, this isn't quite working out how we thought it was going to work out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, can you think of any pivots that that you've had to make as a founder in order to uh, address the rapid growth and success of the Jim Moran mm-hmm. School?
1: One one of the first pivots uh, was a. Uh, um Uh, revelation that we had to develop all of our own courses we uh, had come out of the College of Business and we're very used to using core courses from the College of Business marketing accounting finance Mm -hmm. Uh, and so our first uh, major pivot in the development of the school was uh, developing our own core courses I was concerned about this but my faculty uh, took up the charge Mm -hmm. and said no we'll develop those courses for what entrepreneurs actually need so we looked at curriculum all over the country uh, and, and decided amongst ourselves what courses we should teach. Uh, but after our first uh, semester, uh, we decided to change some of those courses, that maybe that's not what, exactly what we need. So we've been uh, constantly changing curriculum. And just like any good entrepreneur, you uh, read the signs, you talk to the people, and if you need to make a change, uh, you do it. That's not typical of universities. Their curriculum is typically set in stone, or pretty much in wet cement. But, but we are, are very much um, moving and changing. If, if a course doesn't work, or if something needs to be a prerequisite for a course, or not a prerequisite, We're able to make those changes, and uh, we can only do that because of a very supportive university administration. So we're very, very lucky to be able to be very, very entrepreneurial within a corporation, basically.
0: Uh, And one of the neat things that I've been able to see in just my limited uh, role is that now other universities are contacting mm-hmm. us asking if they can look at our syllabi mm-hmm. and asking us for uh, our, our input. Uh, uh, how do you view that? Is that an honor? Is, that, is are, do you feel put upon, do you feel like, hey wait a second, you know, is, this is our blood, sweat and tears and now you want to piggyback mm-hmm. on us? How do you feel about that?
1: I, I feel it's a great honor. Uh, we are uh, one of the first, Drexel of course was the first uh, entrepreneurship program to come out of a College of Business and um, I think it's, I, I feel very flattered for my faculty too who have developed these courses. I really do leave it up to them if they want to share their syllabi with anybody else it's, uh, it, it's up to them but I think the more transparent we can be because you can only put so much in a syllabus. It's mm-hmm. really the personality of the faculty member, it's the interaction with the students, and we've learned through the Center of Advanced Teaching, mm-hmm. uh, learning how to focus our our teaching on the student, have it learning, learner-centered, um, that, uh, that much of that uh, hard work is not necessarily in the syllabus, but it's really in that interaction with the faculty member and the student. And trying to help them to discover the the uh, the best way to learn.
0: Awesome. So in May, um, last May, you graduated 147 gra- uh, students. Excuse me, um, as the inaugural class. Uh, what was that like for you, uh, uh, just uh, seeing 147 students uh, empowered with this degree that, that you've you shepherded from ideation to reality?
1: It was startling, <laughs> to say the least. It was just so quick. It seemed a blink of an eye two years passed. Probably the most uh, joyous part of that was having Mrs. Moran actually uh, come to Florida State University and to be able to shake the students' hands.
0: And there was a nice article about that in the Tallahassee Democrat this morning. Did you see that? Yes,
1: I did. I did. And she, she was overjoyed. And that, to me, when you can have a donor who's really made this school possible... Uh, to have her so involved and so proud of all the students, and to have the students actually shake this person's hand—that's what made me so happy.
0: Well, I know it was a thrill for the students as mm-hmm. well.
1: It was. Thank you.
0: So, uh, what's what's next? You mm-hmm. you've won a major national award. You you've graduated 147. Uh, students uh do you call it a day and go golfing or or is there what's the next uh BHAG big hairy audacious goal what 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 what's next for the Jim Moran school
1: so I think we have several things that are we're very excited about one is really launching our graduate program we're at a research one university uh it's imperative for us to have graduate programs And so launching our first uh, graduate program this fall is very exciting. Textile and apparel entrepreneurship that will focus on uh, quality assurance in the textile industry. And there's lots of of jobs uh, at the master's level, so we're very excited about that. In the fall of 2020, we'll be launching two more graduate programs, hospitality and entrepreneurship. And if you think about all the Airbnbs Mm -hmm. and the boutique hotels, this is critical and we're going to have three international components to that graduate program, master's program. And then we're also launching in the fall of 2020 entrepreneurship and product development. And that uh, will take people from ideation all the way to uh, 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 realizing the the product. So I think graduate programs are very very important to me to make sure that we uh, get those done well. And then also building out our undergraduate program, building the STEM undergraduate program, and maybe one other major that um, we're not um, 100% sure of yet, so I'm not going to reveal it at this point, uh, but we will be working on other undergraduate programs.
0: Well, fantastic. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Fiorito, for taking the time to... Uh, look at the Jim Moran School from a different perspective that nobody else gets to uh, see except you and, and sharing those experiences with us.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for joining FSU's entrepreneurship podcast. I'm Mark McNeese, your host. If you would like to be notified of future episodes, please subscribe via your favorite podcast player. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast, Please take a moment to share it on social media, give it a five-star rating, and review it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts. This will help us get the word out to other entrepreneurs that FSU's Entrepreneurship Podcast has launched.